0: the reality is is now on patreon and here are some of our fabulous supporters tracy newman my presence is a gift so remember the thank you note lily some people say i'm too much but she's just starting Marl farsi reading is fundamental and in farsi the reads are monumental tracy masters when you're the master of your own destiny no one can take you down Amanda Agosti, some Amandas are tech bots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. it may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bertrude, if you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio, whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan, I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada, people are intimidated by my great success, and my great ass. Deepa Canopoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinadi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth. Fair. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS.
1: You know, I made it the Indian way with like chutney. Oh, I love that chutney and like cream cheese.
2: Yeah, is it yep. heavy chutney? Yeah. It's like very namkeen and kata hari, mm-hmm. chut, hari chutney with cucumbers. Do you salt your cucumbers? I do. <sighs> the saltier, the better. The saltier cucumber, it has to be salty. Oh, yeah. Salty with a little bit of spice. It's would you have
1: your cucumber. Do you think your cucumber sandwich would be something that Fancy Pants
2: would eat? Mm-hmm. She would. Do you think she so? Eat, yeah, she would eat it with her shams and not with the tequila. No, Stop. Okay. Fancy pins. Oh, my God. I <laughs> didn't know how much I missed her until she came back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just want a disclaimer, by the way, that, mm-hmm. like, Heather Dubrow is probably not a nice person at all. No. Nah, no. Nah. At, at all. But yeah. – That's not why I love, like, I can't, she's not nice, but like, it's weird. Maybe, maybe it's fucked up, right? Maybe it's like some weird colonial oppressive brain of ours. that's like, no, it's okay. She's still amazing. Like, it's okay. She gets to be mean because she's so fabulous. But like, I just, she, I just love the fact that she thinks that she is so relatable while actively being
2: so out of touch. Yeah. She's like, I have 17 bedrooms which is not abnormal. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that each bedroom is the size of a house, but that's okay. Each bedroom is the size of an apartment. So what about Terry and my bedroom? Would that count as two bedrooms or one? She doesn't quite know, but it's like around this number 17. She has 17 bedrooms. In India, we call it a chawl. 17 bedrooms is called a chawl because every bedroom is a family that's living in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a compound. Yeah. It's called it, you can spell it C H A W L but yeah. essentially it's a compound. Yeah. Sometimes you have multiple Families from the same family, multiple subfamilies, brothers, yeah. sisters, aunts, uncles living, here, and it'll be a big compa. Each room would be an apartment for yeah, like a
1: uh, family. I, let me tell like you A something. joint family. Yeah, <laughs> my mom. My mom told me like when she was growing up in Pakistan, she had a big ass house with a yeah. ton of rooms, but right. she was one of twelve humans living in that. Yes. No, she was yes. one of fifteen humans. No, probably right. more like nineteen humans because yes. she had like. Uncles and aunts living with them. Exactly, too? it's like- not just the kids. It's
2: not just two primary adults and kids. There's <laughs> grandparents and there's uncles and aunts and everybody living in there. The- I have a question. This is just yeah. Oh my god. Do you god. think Chef
1: Nick lives in the house? Do you think
2: he does? Oh no. my god. No. Okay, he I was going to say does. I don't think so. Because- I mean, he- like what? I- if- yeah.
1: Heather Dubrow would never, ever allow her staff to live on site. Are you
0: crazy? No, I'm
2: wondering if there's like a lower level for the staff that has another 17 <laughs> rooms for staff. I don't know. for the staff to in. <laughs> uh, typically, the chefs could live in because they have to be there like late night and early in the morning. So it's they're possible. there the whole day anyway. It's possible. I mean,
1: and I'm sure she had a nanny. Like before COVID, especially, I'm sure she had like a nanny situation or something like that. So it's possible that if she had a nanny that they probably stayed there. But we've been dying to see this fucking house, right? We're Mm -hmm. so excited to see the final product. She's going through this tour with Gina and Shannon. And of course, the humor in it is just watching Shannon fall apart. First
2: of all the perfect two people to take on the tour the perfect Perfect two people people. one from a casita and one from a former mansion (laughs) that was just perfect one was one was looking at it with aspiration the other one was like with enormous amount of envy and regret and bitterness it was just
1: perfect yeah And then she's like doing the tour and going along with this thing of like, oh, it's only, it's only like 13 rooms and they're just rooms that everybody has in their house except for the movie theater. Nobody has a movie theater in their house, but then she's doing it and she's doing the tour and she's like, this is my office. This is Terry's office. They're like, wow, does Terry work here? She's like, no, no, no. Terry doesn't work here. And then she's like, and then I have to start podcasting and working from home. So we turned the guest room into my other office. So it's like, she has two offices that are pretend offices and then she Mm -hmm. has this separate office, it's her actual office. Do you know what my office is? My office is my office is the nursery. Okay. Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. No, but but also she's she's this is why she's perfect. She is pretentious enough to take you on a tour of the house, knowing that these women would find it fabulous. She is unpretentious enough to say yeah that's just for show the office is for show she literally says that that's just for show he doesn't work there she she just does such a great balance of the pretentious with the unpretentious with the because the, I always say, like the snootiness with the down to earthness. She decides. This is why she's fabulous. She decides when she is going to be down to earth and with whom and who she's going to be snooty with, and she makes that decision in the you, scene. <laughs> you know, you just—it's also like
1: typically with somebody who is that wealthy, who is that has such a fabulous house, who likes everything so particular. You know, you imagine them to be—you uh, know—etiquette and class, and she does talk a lot about that shit. But you expect them to also treat their kids that way, right? Like you remember mm-hmm. early seasons, Luann, yeah, uh, like yeah, she, yeah. you know, like all that stuff with her kids yeah. and manners and yeah. all that stuff yeah. was such a big thing. And What I like about Heather is yes, she is extremely pretentious and she is super mm-hmm. fancy and unrelatable, but when it comes to her kids, yeah. she doesn't expect her kids to behave a particular way. And I think that that kind of shows that there is some part of Heather that is a, a realistic down to earth person. Like I think that Heather has high standards for herself in a lot of ways. But I don't necessarily think Heather is someone that upholds her children to also have those insane oh, high expectations. I think she, does.
2: I, do think she does. does. I think, yeah, I, think, I, I, I don't think that she expects them to go out and make a ton of money and be, you know, yeah. super successful. Not that way. But I think she would be just as snooty to who they are going to have relationships with, Ooh. where they're going to go, who are they going to hang out with. I think I truly believe that she controls... All of that very closely.
1: I just feel like she doesn't seem that way because of her daughters. Like her daughters yeah. are very like carefree. Like the fact that Coco, I mean, I you know, I'm not gonna try to label the child. I don't know yeah. what she how she identifies, but she doesn't like conform to any ideals of what a woman or girl should be like. And I think it's amazing. No, that's that's like the
2: other one, not Coco. Coco is still the very youngest one. She's not the one that's no Coco's the one that wears the suits. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought
1: it was the other one. So like Katarina is also a little bit of a townboy.
2: Coco uh-huh. wears suits. Coco, she went from being a terror, right? Yeah. She was always identified as the terror. She was like the Melania of this family. Right? Yeah. And then she turned out to be the most soft spoken, lovely little child.
1: I know it's too early to say it, but
2: like I love the Dubro kids. They seem like yeah, really nice kids. I yeah. do. They're very well behaved. The fact that they even come down, sit down and have a proper conversation with them and have lunch. And it, and this is something she's always done. They always yeah. sit with her and have lunch and talk to her and all of that. For whatever reason, they do listen to her and they seem to be very well behaved, which is yeah. like by Indian and Desi standards well behaved. Yeah, like, yeah. They seem like very respectful kids. with in front of your elders and things like that.
1: But they're also not because like, you know, we're so used to. like teresa's kids that are either like screaming at their parents or they're like low energy yeah Yeah. dead eye talk that like the brooks marks way of talking and i like the dubro kids don't talk that way and i know i'm aging myself by being like i like the way these kids talk but i like the way these kids talk i just like them okay i like the dubros i thought it was turning into your
2: mother and you don't
1: care i'm turning into my mother and i don't care now shannon <laughs> shannon is just fizzling she is like a balloon that has, is deflating and just like <laughs> like just whirling around in the air she is and i'm not saying that because i'm not trying to body shame her
2: by the way no without vicky that. and without vicky and tamra shannon is anchorless she, she does she doesn't know where she belongs <laughs> where she belongs to what to say, what not to say, what to wear, what not. She she has she's like completely clueless, and she's right now in in some kind of a crisis, and I'm <laughs> loving it because I love Shannon in a crisis. That's the best, the best
1: Shannon ever. The best. It's
2: just, it's amazing.
1: Now I have to ask, because, so are the, I don't. you didn't watch at all OC last year, right? No. I didn't watch OC at all last year. I barely even watched it the year before. I've been actually very checked out of OC for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see that Shannon Bedore has not
2: changed. <laughs> she hasn't <laughs> changed, but she has been forced to accept Gina and Emily because she has nobody left and Gina and Emily know that she's just tolerating them so they don't miss a beat in poking at her every chance they get they are like oh shannon we won you over and here's to the new trace amigas and then she's like it's so funny they are needling her and they know that she has nobody else to hang out with these are the only two people so they're like totally enjoying the fact that shannon is uncomfortable shannon is like blink 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 do you think shannon has a drinking problem oh yeah shannon Shannon does have a drinking problem everybody knows that oh i
0: didn't know the
2: last i think the last couple seasons has been about shannon drinking too much oh i didn't know yeah, that yeah, yeah but also i was watching shannon and i was like this is like watching ramona on the yes. ultimate Girls Trip." yes 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 like shannon doesn't shannon just when she just crossed over into old lady territory yeah and she doesn't quite belong here and yes. she is completely confused as to her position in the group and it's like amazing to watch her try and navigate that
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I will say what really is annoying still is I hate that Bravo does this stuff where they're like, oh, I want you to meet my friend Heather. Like, mm-hmm. do you think Gina and Emily don't know who Heather Dubrow is? I like, know. stop. Are even
2: surprised that he- Heather is from uh, New York? And yeah, then- she's like, oh my god, my god, she's from New
1: York. Like, you know that she's from New York. She's and then she fancy tries fancy to pants. pretend
2: to do that again when Heather introduces herself. Yeah, at that dinner, and Heather tells her that she's from New York, and Gina acts all surprised. I'm like, I- Shannon I- just told you we got that on camera already. Gina, stop <laughs> That's that. Stupid. <laughs> but i'm liking the i'm liking the happier freer gina i yeah. think she's funny now yeah. you can actually see her personality now it started coming out once she left her husband but i think now it's really coming out i'm liking gina being the front and emily being the sidekick now it was the other yeah. way around for a while So
1: i don't know that relationship at all <clears> and <throat> i barely know gina but like so much should happen, I guess between the two of them. I enjoy watching Gina and Emily's friendship. I enjoyed yeah. watching them hang out together. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's an actual real friendship and that they have.
2: They are, I think, finally comfortable with their own body, their own marriages, their own lives, yes. and being on camera.
1: Yes, they're
2: yeah. finally getting into the groove, and it took them three years to get. Emily them. has my dream body. Yes,
1: I know. Yes. I talk about like Luann and blah 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 and. Emily has my dream body. Yeah,
2: She is so solid. I love her. She is. She's got like a tight butt. She's she's like a
1: thick and tight woman. And it's what I like wish I look like in my 40s. Yes. (laughs) Now there's these new girls, Nicole, Noelle, and Jennifer. And let me tell you something. I don't care about any of them. And I cannot tell Nicole and Jennifer apart.
2: Yes. I think Jennifer is the doctor, right? Jen is the doctor. And I feel I keep thinking of Jennifer. She reminds me of somebody, and I kept thinking who. And Bronwyn. then I remember... Huh? No, Bronwyn. it's not. No, she doesn't remind me of Bronwyn. She reminds me of that woman who was with Caitlyn Jenner. Sophia Hutchins? I don't think Sophia Hutchins is... The person she doesn't. Sophia Hutchins looks like Ivanka Trump. No, it's not her. There's another woman who was helping Caitlyn when she was transitioning. I don't know who that was because I okay. watched. That I don't know anything about. But anyway, them. but she yeah. also acts as she also acts, and she's also an actress, and that's who she reminded me of. I'm gonna look her up. But uh, Dr. Jen reminds me of her a lot. Okay. I think what was the other girl's name? Nicole. Nicole is very forgettable, mm-hmm. and Noella is... Oh,
1: Noella, that's her name. Yeah.
2: Noella is the, is the other one that has a dungeon, that she kept saying it's a dungeon, but it's really... A, it's literally a closet. Yeah, it's a closet painted red, is all I thought I saw. Yeah, with like right? one swing. Uh, you mean, you, you don't say dungeon, and this is the same region, really, <laughs> that had um Carlton. Carlton had a proper dungeon.
1: yeah. She was a witch with a real
2: dungeon. You're right. This yeah. is not a dungeon. No, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> Jennifer is the doctor. And mm-hmm. Nicole is the one that may or may not have sued Terry DeBro according to. And Shannon. how
2: is Nicole meeting with Heather? And Nicole meets up with Heather, right? They all meet up. Yes, and that was funny as shit because so when Heather meets up with Shannon and Gina, she orders tequila, and it's it's all like down to earth. Uh, Heather, she's yeah. gonna be, you know. And then she meets up with these other new girls, and she immediately fancies it up. Yes, so like champagne i'm gonna do champagne i'm gonna bring my snooty smell self there and you know she really really brings it in she's like all dressed up (laughs) and she has her who does she meet with before that oh her party planner yeah she has a meeting prior to the meeting so she's like she squeezes in two scenes one just solo and then another one with the girls in the same scene Also, I love
1: that, I don't know if this is, this had to have been on purpose, but there was a fuck ton of them being at Javier's. Javier is famously the place where Heather and Shannon got into a fight about a seat. Like, I just, and I was like, why am I not getting a single flashback? Hello, this is Javier. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's so funny, this whole rumor that like Shannon is trying to get on camera now. I believe, here's Shannon my... Is like, this is my
2: storyline. This is yes. the only storyline I yes. have. So don't, here's don't, what get. I
1: feel like is happening, right? Yeah. Right now, Shannon is trying to play the game the way Tamara used to play the game. Mm. So remember in the first season, the big fight between Shannon and Heather was the whole, we're going to take the Dubros down. And what happened yeah. is that was a game that Tamara played with Shannon. Tamara took a casual conversation with Heather which was mm-hmm. probably a joke Yeah, and then she fed it to somebody like Shannon who is absolutely unhinged and then Shannon brought it up on camera and it made Shannon look insane and it created yeah. all this drama right Yeah, I think Shannon yeah. is trying to do the same thing with Gina by giving her this information and saying don't bring it up yeah. don't talk about it Just bring, I'm just telling you but don't bring it yeah. up on camera and Gina's like no that's awkward like I can't do that and it's making Gina feel crazy mm-hmm. And she's trying to make sure Gina brings it up on camera. But what Shannon is so much trying to play the exact same game that Shannon doesn't realize that an outcome of this could be that Gina and Heather are too smart and they figure it out and they actually become friends and they see through Shannon's stuff. Shannon expects them to not see through it because she didn't see through it.
2: Right. But also, Tamara brought it up after Shannon expressed some reservation about Heather. Exactly. Shannon didn't wait for that. Shannon has to wait for Gina to first figure out whether she gets along or Heather to put down Gina or something to happen before she brings it up. But Shannon doesn't think she's like, she cannot hold back. It's like in her head and she has to blurt it out. She blurted it out. And now she doesn't know how to control the narrative. Exactly. (laughs) And I just, I love how Shannon is trying
1: (laughs) to pretend to be the mastermind that like Tamara was. And like Tamara wasn't even that much of a mastermind. Like it was very transparent what Tamara used to do. And Mm -hmm. Shannon's also trying to do the same thing. But the difference between Tamara and Shannon is Tamara could pretend to be totally cool with it. Right? Tamara used to like laugh and joke and whatever and drink and make jo- like she was so over the top <clears throat> Shannon is so mm-hmm. socially awkward and so uncomfortable that like <laughs> she's
2: just falling apart all the time and oh, I I cannot wait it. yes this wait. is I cannot wait for this this is the I am so happy to watch OC again. It was like coming back home. It was finally... It's finally the season that I can, you know, actually watch. And I had given up on OC completely. But this... Fancy Pants came back. And Shannon is untethered. And, you know, completely bonkers. And this is all I need. I don't even care about the three newbies. Because... No. I don't care. I really don't care. None of them are in any way interesting to me at this point i don't find any of them interesting there doesn't seem to be anything interesting they're very surface but boy do i love untethered and completely bonkers shannon this is just perfect i just love that when i was in vegas in august
1: we were like You know, in our Uber driving past the strip or something, and I saw the huge billboards for Sweet James. And Mm. our friend Laura, that was with us, she was like, Oh my God, that's the new girl from Noella from OC. That's her husband. But at the time in August when we saw it, she had just filed Mm. for divorce or he had just filed for divorce against her. So, Noella, the interesting thing that's going to happen there. Oh, I
2: didn't even know this. Okay.
1: She's talking about all this, oh, my life and all this stuff. And I grew up, you know, poor and now I have everything. And we have this huge house and we have this and that and dungeons and Sub-Zero Garage blah, blah, blah. and it's all going to come crashing down because she is about to lose it all which I, it, you know it's an opportunity for Shannon to find a companion because she's about to be like hey guess what I know what that feels like but you know
2: Shannon's incapable of that you know that would be another blow to Shannon if she becomes friendly yes. with Noella and then Noella loses, loses everything all. and like Shannon <laughs> is left with yet another person who's not going to be quite useful to her
1: that exactly. would be like
2: perfect that um, Shannon would pick the loser in the <laughs> Of course.
1: Oh, Shannon. Oh, Even Shannon, her daughters I mean, are like,
2: you're going to be all by yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> her daughters are like they're, like, they're like, let's say all the trigger words that were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lonely, only dog. Lonely.
1: All by yourself. Aging, old. <laughs> Short skirts, craps, <laughs> no bra. <laughs> Boys,
2: her, da- her daughters are turning into her ex-husband. Yeah, they're but like- soon they're going to be
1: standing in the corner eating a bag of chips, chips. <laughs> while she's <laughs> making dinner.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my it
1: God. Was, it was interesting. I do have to point one thing out during the tour, mm-hmm. especially because they were showing Shannon's tour and, you know, Shannon's old house and everything. Mm-hmm. So Heather is showing her closet or her bedroom yeah. or something, her closet. And she says, yeah. oh, I love this. This is a trap door I have. And it's my bathroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Shannon also? That was one of the most exciting things about her house tour is that one of her kids' bedroom had a trap door.
2: It had I a secret door,
1: that. and I, I remember know. Heather being like, "Oh wow, that's so cool! We're gonna do that in our house." And so, really, I, yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. I remember that so clearly, and I feel like it was that one moment where I was like, "Oh, poor Shannon," and then I was like, mm, "But Shannon sucks, so it's fine." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, She was so uncomfortable and I could tell how she was like internally screaming. That's (laughs) what Shannon was. Shannon is the face of internally screaming. Right. (laughs) She was internally screaming (laughs) the whole tour. She's like, this is A, it's traumatic for me to drive into these streets where I used to live. And now I have to see what Heather has built. That's fabulous. (laughs) Remember when Shannon was so bougie about her? And she doesn't know what bougie means. But Shannon was so bougie about her own house, about the chandelier that could be raised up and down. And Heather takes a moment to talk about her chandelier. I'm like, oh my God. And then also Gina doesn't help because Gina kept being like, was
1: this your view too? And Shannon's like, no, I didn't have this view.
2: Gina is like, no, but G- I think Gina knew exactly what she was doing. Gina <laughs> knew. Gina and Emily are like, this This year, we're going to fuck with Shannon. Because of all the things that she's done to us, we're going to fuck with her. We're going to be her friend. But we're going to fuck with her every, mo- every, every chance we get. So Gina knew exactly what she was saying. She was like, did you have this view too? I love that. Like, they're in the kitchen. Did you lose this view? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that they're in the kitchen. And Heather's
1: like, "Oh uh, no!" Shannon's like, "Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm feeling a lot of emotions." She's like, "I just, I haven't been here since we, I like left the house. Mm. It's just a lot. Yeah. I've never been back here." And Heather goes, "Oh wow, really?" And she takes a sip of her champagne and she goes, "Okay, so this room over here just <laughs> like fucking moves on." Uh. Doesn't care.
2: She's like, oh, Shannon, you remember my etched glass? You remember my etched tree with, like, (laughs) the four birds and the two frozen eggs? (laughs) And Shannon's like, ha, yeah, Yeah. ooh. Mm. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was so beautiful. I just, I want somebody to yeah, You know, if we had watched any other housewife walk through her house, give a big tour, five whole minutes of the show focused on somebody giving a tour of the house. You know you and I would be like why are we even watching this? What is it? What's happening here? <laughs> of course. But this was so beautiful. The this is how you do it. You take somebody as bougie and, you know, as uh, snippy and uppity as Heather. You yeah. put them with somebody as insecure as Shannon. And then you put in an, you know, a audience equivalent of Gina. <laughs> And you watch them. This is perfect. Whoever came up with the three of them together walking through her house was, yeah, you get, you get a raise. You get a raise. Bravo was- to you. <laughs> yeah, bravo to you. <laughs> uh,
1: but I do think your comparison of Shannon being like Ramona and Ultimo- Ultimate <sighs> Girls Trip is so true because I watched OC first and then uh-huh. I watched episode six of ultimate girl's trip we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about episode five and six mm-hmm. which is really a culmination of like all of the things that drive us crazy about ramona
2: yeah e- we have ever thought about ramona everything that was said about ramona is just coming together in a nice little package <laughs> that yeah kenya and put i a, think kenya put was- a bow on <laughs>
1: And and it's funny because it felt like the transition between this puffy, drunk, blonde, white lady on OC to the transition of this puffy, drunk, blonde lady in Turks and Caicos was just like Mm -hmm. seamless. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was like, of course, of course, this is exactly what's happening so ultimate girls trip episode five and six it's funny that the way that it came right because we've been watching like of course in the beginning it was like oh they're all generally so likable ramona is still horrible but everybody mm-hmm. else is so likable and everybody seems to be really enjoying each other and they're just sort of tolerating ramona as this like they're fr- <laughs> they're at a bachelorette party and their and their friend's mom showed up right like yeah, that's how yeah. they were treating ramona episode five and six it's funny because it seems like they're all sick of each
2: other. Like yeah, five, yeah. especially, and I think everybody. When we go on a trip with our girlfriends, yes. there is if you go for multi, family, multi-day family, If you go on a multi-day trip, <laughs> there is like you hit a wall and yeah. you have to grow over the wall to finally actually enjoy. Yes, you go down there. You're stressed about driving and getting there or traveling and everything. You get there finally, and then you hit a wall with everybody. And you don't quite enjoy the trip. Everything no. comes in. And then you have to get over that before you can fully relax and enjoy them.
1: Yes, exactly. So episode five is that wall. It's like, yeah. it starts with, uh, it starts with this, <laughs> with this, rich bitch yacht party that Kenya has organized. <laughs> and it's so funny because on the way there, they're talking about clothes and fashion and clothing and how you dress mm-hmm. on a PJ and this and that. Yeah. And Kyle, if Kyle Richards, if Kyle yeah. fucking Richards thinks that you're being ridiculous talking about the clothes you're going to wear on your PJ and you're unrelatable, mm-hmm. then like, you know, Kenya and Luann are doing too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Ken Ken Luanne would think the same, but Luann was agreeing with Kenya because she just wanted to agree with her about the PJ thing, and, and like just being friendly with Kenya. But I felt like Kenya is definitely doing too much. And yes, it's yes, sort of. Yeah, and also I think it also makes a difference on who travels on PJs more frequently. Yeah, you see how uh, Kathy Hilton travels. She's an, She. She even the the clothes she wears they are like loose flowery gowns that you could probably be, buy in JC she's very down to earth she's in her always clothes. wearing like comfortable shoes comfortable and slacks clothes, and a top yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that it, you know that she's comfortable in with her position in life she's going to be traveling on a pj and she doesn't care if you catch her in old navy yeah i mean she would never but she you know. would never but I, <laughs> but I would love to watch kathy hilton shop in old navy
1: okay i feel like kathy hilton would have just the the best time at old navy
2: don't you think so she would buy the whole store she, she would, would be walk like, in these and are incredible like, deals deals yes <laughs> buy me the whole
1: store buy me the whole store <laughs> Um, so they go on this rich bitch yacht party Mm -hmm. the paparazzi show up and immediately the big thing that really we really start to see is as usual Ramona is terrible she's Ramona is now suddenly being super nice to the staff she's being very polite and all this stuff but she says (laughs) you know I know that I've had some problems in the past Mm -hmm. but I learned I became more self-aware by watching myself on TV and I was like it's, it's so good because Cynthia's eating and they cut to Cynthia's face as Ramona says it and her head pops up like, and it was all of us, right? All of us were Cynthia's face when yeah. Ramona said that. And then Ramona, Ramona says, oh, you know, it's because she goes into her Geraldine, Geraldine Smith story of like her childhood trauma and how her mom was mean to her. And Kenya goes, just because your mom was mean to me doesn't mean that you can be rude to staff. <laughs> and then cynthia for some reason okay so then cynthia is officially turning into like a <clears throat> this like school mom like she's like oh. a, she's being so annoying she's like everybody needs to stop talking over each other yeah
0: it's like, <laughs> okay cynthia calm down stop getting so
1: serious and then melissa makes a joke being like we're all housewives yeah. you know all of yeah. us are attention yeah. boards, including myself yeah and cynthia immediately turns around and she goes i'm not an attention i'm like
2: cynthia you're a <laughs> mo- you're a model
1: what? What? Every season No, that's why. Atlanta. that's why you
2: didn't, that's why you got very upset that nobody was playing your game. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's <laughs> why, that's why you had a gigantic wedding in the middle
1: of a pandemic. Right. That's right. why you have a exactly. wine cellar <laughs> named after you and a modeling yeah. agency named after you right. and sunglasses named after you. Right. Yeah, because you're not an attention whore,
2: Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia was has been going bonkers this whole trip, right? She's uncomfortable. I think the, her biggest issue was that she was going to be the one that gets along with all the girls. And Kenya was going to be the one on the outs. And in this case, it's the other way around. Kenya was going to be problematic. And mm-hmm. she was going to be the one that gets along with all these white bitches. And she's going to be all... She's going to be the nice one and everybody's going to fall in love with her. And instead, what happened was that everybody fell in love with Kenya mm-hmm. and they realized Cynthia's boring. Yes. Like Kyle, Kyle literally says, I don't know if I can, I'll be friends with her. I don't think she's very interesting. <laughs> I think she's fun. <laughs> they say multiple times, Kyle and Melissa keep being
1: like, I don't know what's up with Cynthia, but she's just not fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like
2: yeah so Cynthia everybody fi- everybody is finding her to be uninteresting and boring, and Cynthia can sense it, and she's having a complete meltdown, yeah about it, and she's trying to figure out how to blame it on somebody so it can be a drama versus Understanding that, you know what, if I just keep quiet, I can just stay in the background. Nobody will notice that I'm boring. But Cynthia has always been like that. She's not interesting ever. She's only interesting in the context of somebody else. We all talked about it. Why is Cynthia there? Nobody understood why Cynthia went on that trip. Cynthia is a forever sidekick. Why wasn't Candy on the trip? Right. Why wasn't Portia on the trip?
1: I think Cynthia is a forever sidekick. I think that because she had a pre-existing relationship with all of these women, she thought she was going to be the one to shine and Kenya was going to be the sidekick. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Cynthia, she fell back into being a sidekick. And I think that that's really what was upsetting her. But throughout these two episodes, like you really see Cynthia unraveling and actually throughout this entire thing you've been seeing cynthia unravel
2: but even the unraveling is uninteresting that's what a, i mean a, to say a, a, like- Very
1: boring and very isolated unraveling to the point where it kind of makes me
2: sad, sad it's to a know. private experience that nobody wants to pay for nobody wants to buy tickets to that one
0: no one wants tickets to your private
2: experience
0: so so
1: kenya Kenya plays the game on the yacht, mm-hmm. and first quote that Kenya pulls out is what Luann said about Ramona. I want to know what the other
2: quotes were because just the first quote alone set off such a big I know color blues. So I don't even know what the other questions were. How <laughs> spicy were the other questions? I know. So Ramona is hammered. She's hammered mm-hmm.
1: right now. Yeah. First, she says. Oh, I'm a girl's girl. That's why I wanted to do that. And Luanne's like, yeah, but like you basically got your friend to go and like stir up drama with somebody who I was engaged to and like ramona then somehow pushes this into well you fucked tom on the first night you met him And why is it any of your business why is it any of your business but it's amazing because luann turns around and says you are never ever gonna fucking change and it was the first time i feel like i've seen luann really give it to ramona the way Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. she should right because i feel like in new york what ends up happening in the past would be like there are other people that hate ramona more than luann does yeah Yep. And so they would just take over, like Bethany yeah. or yeah. Heather or anybody, I right? Could,
2: yeah, I truly think if, Lu- if Luann did not have to deal with Ramona as a coworker, worker would not be talking to Ramona right never, now. Never, never, ever. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't. Yeah. The things that Ramona has done to Luann over the years, it's like, how could anybody be friends with this person? Yeah, and suddenly it's very
1: clear to everybody, except for apparently Kyle, who yeah. wants to, like, coddle Ramona, That, like, Ramona is a fucking snake. Even Teresa's like, don't share. Don't you go sharing no secrets with Ramona. (laughs) I love Teresa so much. Because everybody's always whatever. And she's like, they'll cut to her confessional. And she's like, you watched the movie Godfather? She's like, it's like Carlito's way. Like, she's always... Talks She's like, don't, you don't go poking the bear because you don't know what kind of reaction the bear is going <laughs> to have. It's, like, like, it's <laughs> all mob language, right? It's all mob language. It's, just, it's so good. <laughs> and then Ramona somehow turns it when she realizes everybody's mad at her. And Kenya is super pissed. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. When she realizes everybody's mad what, at her. Kenya and Teresa are pissed. Yeah,
1: ev- Teresa, Teresa Melissa, yeah. Kenya, everybody's mad. Luann is upset. And then suddenly Ramona turns it into, "I just want to be more like Luann," and she starts to fake cry. And she's like, "I just wish I was more sexually free. I wish I was more like you, Luann. I wish I was more like you." With her like exaggerated Ramona eyes, like with her squinting her eyes, and no tears are coming out. All that stuff. And Kenya says, "That's a crock of shit." (laughs) Then Ramona says, "Fuck you to Kenya. Kenya." And Kenya goes, I will throw your ass over the water.
2: It was so hilarious. I watched that scene over and over again. Kenya going at Ramona. And Kenya saying, I'm dead. I'm dead now. I'm done." She's like laughing at Ramona yeah. to her face. And she's saying, how fake can you be? And what do you think? What Kenya is saying is, how can How have you gotten through this many years of Real Housewives talking this kind of shit? Because if you were on my franchise by now, you would be
1: dead. You would be dead. (laughs) And then this is when Ramona keeps dismissing Kenya and Kenya (laughs) takes a (laughs) drink out of Ramona's (laughs)
2: hand. I just uh, the internet was going a little nuts with Kenya. Shouldn't Kenya is being up. wild and she shouldn't have. I know. Ramona has done that many, many times. It doesn't matter. Ramona,
1: Ramona threw a wine glass and it cut Kristen's face. Like, let's not forget that Ramona is not <laughs> incapable of doing crazy stuff with wine glasses. Right. Okay. And all, all Kenya did was she snatched the glass out of Ramona's hand because Ramona was being dismissive and Ramona was yeah. like, well, whatever. Like, I'm just going to have a good time, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it is frustrating. And I feel like Kenya's triggered, right? She's triggered yeah. to the moments when somebody is clearly wrong mm-hmm. And you're trying to tell them that they're wrong and then they're being dismissive. They're trying to gaslight you. So she feels gaslit and she has a reaction now where Kenya does lose me is that then she starts going hard at Ramona and she's like, I'm an icon and you're a (laughs) a peasant peasant. and you need to clean the boat. And I was like, okay, Kenya. No. (laughs) Kenya, in the words of Ray, as usual, Mm -hmm. Kenya is right, but she is just bad at her delivery most of the time.
2: <laughs> Kenya is being a candice right now. Yeah, Candace Dillard exactly. right now. <laughs> like exactly. no, stop it. You're already winning Ken Kenya. Just stand back and let Ramona do the Ramona shit. The more Ramona talks, the worse she looks. Let her do that. Kenya needs to channel Heather Dubrow a little bit. Kenya and Candace, if they channeled Heather Dubrow, they would win every argument. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Because because Kenya goes so hard, now Ramona gets to make herself the victim and say like, oh, like I've been walking on eggshells around Kenya and blah, blah, blah. The funniest Mm -hmm. thing is like Kyle, for some reason, decides to coddle Ramona. Yeah. But it's also hilarious because Ramona's just sitting there drunk as a skunk dismissing Kyle and Kyle is screaming at her in her face. <laughs> and Ramona and just has like no reaction at all.
2: Kyle brings Ramona down to talk to the girls. <laughs> the girl- Everybody walks away and they're like trying to cool down. And then Kyle brings Ramona. Kenya walks away from her again. And yeah. Ken, and and Ramona again does the same thing over again. And Kyle is like, I give up. I yeah. Can't.
1: Even Luann is like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to yeah. you. <laughs> we see the making of the TikTok. And my yes. favorite part of that was Teresa at one point said, when's it going to stop?
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, that would be me. Okay, I just went to a dinner, like a very casual dinner with friends um, mm. last night. At a really, like, cute little restaurant in, Uh like, a local farm-to-table place. And I, like, wore jeans and a sweater, right? Yeah. And, like, all my friends are super dolled up, which is fine. They want to get dolled up. That's their prerogative. But at the end of the night, they were like, do you want to take a picture? And I was like, no, I don't. I haven't washed my hair in, like, six days. I had a doctor's appointment this morning. Like, I don't – I'm in jeans and a sweater. And it just – it's that that's yeah. what that's what I would be like if somebody tried to get me to make a TikTok. You then like, you
2: what you do is if you still are forced into that photograph you stand in the corner at the very end so they can crop you out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to get cropped out though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if I'm if I look like shit then I don't mind being cropped out. I'd rather be cropped out than be posted all over internet looking <laughs> like like <laughs> So at night they have Teresa's
1: dinner. And mm-hmm. Ramona says to Teresa, I want to help you make meatballs, but she shows up super drunk and she Completely just eats instead.
2: Ramona does what she does everywhere, th- what she did at the Shabbat dinner. Yes. She comes in already drunk and already hungry. Yes. And she starts eating the food even before it's cooked. Even that chicken was not even fully cooked or something. No, no. She's like in a... It was cooked, but it wasn't it wasn't put done. in the sauce. It was yeah. yeah. And she starts eating it and she's like so hungry. She eats a whole meal before the meal. Yeah. So that's, that's why she can just get up and walk away from the meal because she already ate. She's not hungry
1: anymore. You want to know what I wrote in my notes right here? I what? said, Arthi is right about Ramona's drunk behavior because you pointed this out when we talked about Black Shabbat, which is Sonia Morgan gets drunk and she's belligerent and angry and she pisses and she shits and she does all these things and she's so over the top. Ramona's drunk is this. It's drunk and it's flighty and it's entitled and it's rude in a way that isn't yelling. It's not screaming. It's not falling over. It's like a
2: pressuring, demanding, rude ass, interrupting way. Right. I am drunk and I'm entitled to everything and you all are here to serve me. She does what, you know, like a little bit of a Mary Cosby. She turns into that and like everybody, she dismisses everybody. She cuts them off. She doesn't have patience. She doesn't want to listen to anyone. She just wants to do her own thing and be the center of attention.
1: Yeah, I still don't understand Cynthia getting that upset about the glam. I mean, granted her glam was 30 minutes late, but they get to the dinner and Teresa does a lovely toast. This is actually my favorite fight of this episode like obviously the kenya and ramona stuff was intense and dramatic and entertaining whatever but the best part of this episode for me was Teresa gets up and she tries to give this lovely toast because she's bonding with all these women and she looks at Luann and she says for you i just wish you would get a spine and not be a pushover and Luann is totally taken aback. She's like, "What the fuck did you
2: just say?" And Luann's and, like, "Well, I don't think I mean I'm not I'm not pushing it to me." Uh, Luann <laughs> reacts the way I would react, like when you first say that, and like, "Wait a minute, that could be concern, but it could be a backhanded compliment." Yes. So how is this going? And then that would bother me for the rest of the evening. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's when. Yeah. Uh, and Luann is very honest about it. She's like I'm still hung up on that. <laughs> So Teresa She's like, does
1: like, a toast. Luann doesn't say anything. Then Cynthia gets upset because Cynthia says, I also want to do a toast to Teresa. And I want to say, I'm sorry for being late to dinner. And everybody looks around like literally nobody cares, Cynthia. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. The food
2: just arrived. Everybody's ready to dig in. And yeah. Cynthia cannot. Like they want to eat. Yeah. And Cynthia is sitting there looking grumpy. She's being such a grinch. <laughs> She's being such a negative Nelly and she's sitting there and she starts whining about the glam yeah. and the fact that Ramona made her late. And, and you know, Cynthia came down at a point where people were still coming down. She wasn't yeah. terribly late. No, no.
0: And, and it's when she Cynthia's said and, making...
2: and Teresa is not even upset that Cynthia is late. Nobody is upset.
1: No one is upset. And Cynthia is, she's behaving in a very Shannon Bedore way.
2: Right. She really is. Right. Cynthia is trying to pick a fight with somebody to be relevant in this um, show. Yeah. And she's, nobody is paying attention to her. they're not they're not not even interested in having a fight with
1: cynthia yeah but of course like when she calls out ramona ramona's absolutely horrible about it like Mm. she's just as usual like on brand super terrible kyle is being dismissive to cynthia which i thought was kind of fucked up and then luann uses this like upheaval at the table to be like and while we're all fighting let me just bring up
2: (laughs) Teresa. i don't want to be called a pushover She's like, what is this fight? She's like, what is the Cynthia's fight with Ramona? That doesn't even make sense. But I am I have a legitimate issue here. Let <laughs> me bring that up. Yeah, it just happened. And I think Kyle dismisses Cynthia because Kyle and uh, Melissa were the ones that were texting back and forth with Andy Cohen during the whole thing. Ah. And I think Kyle knows who's important to each of, in each of the franchises and what her role is. Oh. So she is like, okay, Cynthia is not gelling. That's fine. No longer important. I'm not going to try to rescue her. Kenya is doing really good, and I'm going to be with Kenya.
0: Oh. And I'm going to bring...
2: Yeah, so that's what's happening. And so she's like, okay, we are not interested in Cynthia anymore. So we're just going (laughs) to...
1: Yeah, Kenya gets up and leaves at dinner because Ramona is just being such a fucking bitch about the glam person and not being them and all this stuff. Kyle goes to Kenya, brings her back, then Ramona leaves because she's absolutely fucking insane. And Kenya says Ramona is delusional and insane, which we all know to be true. And this was a a great ending to episode four or five, Five. Five. episode five, which was everybody's like, yeah, Ramona's nuts, whatever. And Ramona does a little like drunk waddle. (laughs) And this has happened multiple times. She mm-hmm. ends up in the kitchen with kitchen, the staff, with the food, even the staff with the food, with the staff. and then there's a guy sitting in the back. In my notes say and she asks she asks Wolf Blitzer if he wants to be attacked.
2: <laughs> he did look like wolf Blitzer I, I, think- I did a
1: double take. I was like, what the fuck is Wolf Blitzer doing back there?" <laughs> She's oh like, would you God. like to be attacked? And he's like, I don't know who you are.
2: I literally have no, I'm just here to fix the oven. Like it stopped working. Michael is the concierge, but Michael's wife works there. Mom works there. And yeah. I was like, this must be Michael's dad. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking she goes, I wrote down. She goes to Michael's dad and says, would you like to be attacked? Uh, it's just so funny because he just like shrugs at her like i
1: don't know who you are <laughs> then the next day this is episode six they're all talking about this dinner and it's just so funny cynthia is just so upset at this mm-hmm. point this is when i realized i was like okay yeah so she felt like she was gonna be head bitch in charge
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she says in this episode i feel like i'm an island on an i'm an island um, like by itself or yeah I'm yeah. on an island by myself on this yeah. island right yeah which is funny because that's literally what she said in episode one she was worried that she don't want to make Ramona feel that way and Kenya feel that way and I was like feeling <laughs> prophecy full circle yeah <laughs>
2: so yeah. Kenya
1: and Lou are talking about Ramona I wonder if over the years Lou sort of learned after she got over the countess and etiquette stuff mm-hmm. I wonder if Lou realized like okay Ramona's bad behavior is just part of being part of a housewives franchise mm-hmm. and I wonder if now being around other housewives and other shows she's like oh i I don't need to be putting up with this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think she's looking at the other women from the other franchise as what the audience might be thinking. And I think she's also realizing that people are over uh, Ramona. Yeah. Lou is watching the tide turn, as it were. on Ramona and she's like okay I don't necessarily need to be super friendly with this woman yeah I don't need to put up with that. yeah plus I think what Teresa said actually was true and Lou knows that so she's like okay yeah and if 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 Teresa can say that if Teresa of all people can figure that out that I'm being a pushover then it must be true and uh, other people must be thinking the same and I don't want other people thinking the same exactly yeah
1: Ramona and
2: Cynthia do like a weird fake makeup. I don't
1: understand the point of it.
2: I think Cynthia realized she's, again alone on an island and the only other person who's willing to come on that island is is Ramona (laughs) isn't that so sad yeah can you imagine going on a trip so this is
1: again I'm making this this analogy with you're at a bachelorette party and then the bride her mom shows up at the party and you're let's say the maid of honor and you're like I'm gonna make sure that your mom doesn't bother us but Mm -hmm. as a result you end up getting isolated by the rest of the friends and then the maid of honor has to hang out with the mom
2: with the mom, yeah, and then he, the made up owner ends up not having fun, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I happened know. to Cynthia.
1: Oh, she needs yeah. to get herself together though. <laughs> we
2: learned that Luann makes so much money on cameo. Oh my god, yes, even Kenya is amazed. But Kenya, the point is, it's it's not, it's one thing to have a cameo, it's another thing to have people actually want your cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go on camera. Nobody is going to want it. It's all like zero money. How does it matter? It doesn't matter what I charge. Even if I give it away for free, no one wants it. Yeah, we literally give it away for free every week, twice a week. <laughs>
1: Cynthia tells the ladies on the ride to the beach, Mm -hmm. Cynthia tells Kyle that she realized that she was feeling weird because she was jealous of Kenya's friendship with Kyle. And Kyle's Mm -hmm. like, hey, thanks for admitting that. That's really cool. But fucking Melissa. (laughs) Melissa's like, oh, yeah, actually, that's Mm -hmm. what Kenya said, too, that you were jealous of my friendship with her. And Cynthia's like, wait a minute. (laughs) i didn't
2: say anything about i don't you, feel melissa. that i don't feel that way about you is what she says i'm like cynthia are you hearing yourself you just you just
1: insulted melissa and then cynthia is now using that as an opportunity to be mad at kenya yes. it's like amazing yes it's so good they do this photo shoot at the beach
2: oh Girl. my god that was so hilarious <laughs> Watching Ramona try to be sexy. (laughs) They're all laughing, openly laughing at her. And at this point, by this point, Michael is done with Ramona. I mean, Michael is all done. He's like, I cannot do anything about the waves and the depth of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to do about the depth of the ocean, Ramona. (laughs) And she's standing in two feet water. She's like, Michael, why didn't you tell me two feet water? Like a swimming pool. I'm like, oh, shut up. Can you imagine how much Michael must hate Ramona? She probably, I mean, she would not let him take a picture of Cynthia. She kept interrupting him. Yeah. Can you imagine how much she must be demanding service in the house? She's probably calling out his name every two minutes.
1: This is where the episode took a little bit of a turn in terms of like, originally we were making fun of Ramona, we're making fun of Ramona, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? But this is where suddenly they start to be like, Oh, Ramona's old and she's lonely and she's gonna work on herself. And Ramona and Luann have this talk and Ramona's like, I'm gonna try to work on myself and I'm listening and I'm learning and all the words, right? And Even later, when they go to this dinner at Ramona's fake boyfriend's house, and Ramona's, like, going around, chilling out the dumb rhinestones she probably got in bulk from Sheehan from, like, the Roni trips, and she keeps (laughs) trying to get everybody to, like, put them on and everything, right? Like, Mm -hmm. suddenly, it takes this turn of, like, Cynthia and even Kyle and everybody feeling bad for Ramona, right? And I... (sighs) It's hard when I was
2: watching it. I because feel like- they're looking at their future. They're like, oh my God, is this where we, we could end up? Do you think that would it was be Because I was watching it and I was like a
1: little annoyed because there was this angle to it that really bothered me. And I, mm-hmm. and I wonder if it was just my own sort of triggers. But mm-hmm. it felt like to me that suddenly it was like, oh, it's so hard for this like conservative old white lady who's like having a hard time fitting into like the new world and how the new world works and how to be around young people and like they're so like Ramona's just trying her best but like
2: she they just says the wrong to things sometimes like, over? I
1: just don't have any sympathy for that
2: no I don't think they were necessarily trying to en- enlist sympathy from us I think they were trying to smooth it over to keep her to you know say okay they, what I found funny about I didn't find it triggering I found it funny was that they were all collectively making sure they were putting ramona in their grandparent box right this is she's a grandmother she's an old lady she is weak and she's conservative and she doesn't quite understand how we do things we are the young ones even luann like luann okay yeah, she's that she was remember. yeah and cynthia she's 10 years older than cynthia easily yeah so it's like They were taking her and putting her into the old lady box. And they were doing it in a very sympathetic way, but there was no question across the board that all of them agreed that Ramona was way too old. (laughs) Yeah. And... That she they were being ageist about it, and they were putting her in a nice little box. But they were trying to make sure that there was no way that that couldn't be mistaken. So I th- I found it to be hilarious. I, <laughs> I was laughing. I mean, later on about it was it. really funny because they go to this
1: um, <laughs> they go to this dinner.
2: Wait, oh Mauricio god.
1: shows up high as a kite, and I'm not like so into him, but for some reason <sighs> I like gaffed, So I was like, Oh my god. Mauricio is so high.
2: I love uh yeah. I mean I love I love Mauricio and I love Island Mauricio in his white oh, linen shirt. He looks good. He his, look like good.
1: dumbass Puka Shell necklace or whatever he had yeah. on. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No wonder Kyle left with him. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) then at the dinner this is where kenya's revenge really shows up like this is where like the villain kenya that we love right the villain kenya who will like (laughs) invite the cookie lady to like (laughs) your dinner (laughs) the kenya who will get you know kenya more hair care to be sung by the marching band she's like (laughs)
2: actively plotting during the dinner with luan luan is like okay this is delicious i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take you up on this kenya
1: it was great it was like I was cracking up but then yeah I I, I just hate it because Kyle has to take the fun out of it right Kyle's like I feel mad I feel so bad
2: uh, stop don't feel bad she, Ramona deserves every bit of that first of all she's hitting on this guy who has never married who's never been with anybody else he lives in a huge house and he brought his other friend that the camera just went very directly to and I'm like the cameraman is trying to tell us that this man may not be straight yeah, yeah. I was like is that what they're trying to show because they were like who's your type and then they cut to the
1: guy and I was guy. like oh oh, okay Say less, camera. Say less. Like, I got it.
2: <laughs> so what is, you know, maybe he he has to maintain that appearance of being available for these old women who are willing to spend money in his restaurant and, you know, really promote him. And that's what he is doing. He's using Ramona to promote his restaurant on his island.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love when Ramona goes into proper Ramona and even Melissa pointed out, she's like, Oh, she's being proper Ramona right now. Yeah. And Ramona's like, we don't talk about it. This is inappropriate dinner conversation. Yeah. This is not mm-hmm. good. And it's like the Ramona that comes out when she wants to impress people. Like this is a Ramona that comes out at her 60th birthday party mm-hmm. with her you know, 50 closest girlfriends. Yeah. This is a Ramona that comes out when she doesn't want Alex McCord to post a nude picture of herself because her right. daughter's at a private school. Like this is, This is the Ramona that lives underneath the piles of shit that just come pouring out of her butt in public (laughs) places. Like, this is that Ramona. And it was just so funny to, like, see her try to, like, get all buttoned up. And
2: and what Kenya says is the truth, but Kenya does it with such malice and everybody (laughs) knows it. She literally cackles. (laughs) She cackles and she's like, she called me a bitch and she called me names and this is what she, this is who she is. And I'm like, what if this man probably knows that this, this is the same woman who was shitting all over the place in Cartagena. Of okay. course. So I'm like, Kenya, this is nothing. The fact that she called you a bitch is nothing compared to what she has already
1: done on it's, It was like. When Kenya straight up is like, so what kind of girls do you like? And he's like, I don't know, I don't really have a type. I guess like just intelligent women. And then she goes, Well, Luann is intelligent. And it's like,
2: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And then Luan gets up and goes and sits next to literally like like Where So you were in Toronto? I haven't been to Toronto. (laughs) You haven't been to Toronto, by the way. No she's more of the Quebec kind of person oh yeah she's a
1: Montreal lady
2: she's a Montreal lady (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) because
1: Cynthia calls Luann European and Kenya calls Luann Canadian I'm like this bitch is from Connecticut (laughs) I know (laughs) what are you guys talking about (laughs) have you ever seen a map
0: like what's wrong with you
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It was... Uh, was, But Ramona at the end says, like, she... It bothered me that Cynthia was, like... (sighs) Cynthia's mad at Kenya. Yeah. But because she's so mad at Kenya, she uses that as an opportunity to, like, side with Ramona. And it was just, like... Oh, it drove me crazy because I was like, now Ramona gets to be like, oh, I don't like Kenya because of who she is. It's not because yeah. Kenya is black, because obviously I'm friends with Cynthia. Like, yeah, I think right from the jump, right from the jump, I think Ramona had some sort of like a trigger or something with Kenya being there because of her experience with Ebony mm. on this last season of New York. Mm. And I think that's why on the private jet within like an hour, she calls Kenya a bitch. And yeah. like cusses her out mm. because mm. she had already had this like preconceived notion that Kenya was going to be this like aggressive black woman that was going to be fighting with her because that's what she's known on and known as in Atlanta. I know Cynthia's not like them. She's mm. different. But Kenya's mm. like an aggressive real housewife of Atlanta. And I feel like maybe I know maybe I'm just reading up to this. Maybe I'm just building this up in my head because I hate Ramona like. And I think she's like a racist, gross white lady. But like Mm -hmm. Ramona for years has proven herself to be that kind of a person. So for me to assume that Ramona might not like Kenya partially because she views Kenya as an aggressive black woman is probably not that far from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what Ramona has showcased for. Right years and right. years and years
2: yeah so there was on um peacock the the very next episode it seemed to be a watch what happens live with all of them oh yeah that so, was on a while ago though yeah but but i didn't understand so are they is there more uh yeah. episodes coming or is yeah. that the end of it i didn't no, quite no. no there's it.
1: uh eight episodes of this oh okay yeah okay. no they Good. wouldn't just end I, it like
2: I don't that. want this to end this now no i wanted no, i'm it getting would never it's 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 so much fun. I need a couple more, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I want a couple more, and then I immediately want them to release the Berkshires one.
2: Yes. I don't think they're done with Berkshires, though. Are they? I mean, they filmed it. Oh, that yeah. would be nice if they release it over Christmas.
1: Yeah. Like, give it to me for the holidays. Let me cozy yes. up and watch, like, two episodes on Christmas Day. <laughs> that would be amazing. Then we'd be all nice. be spending the holidays in the Berkshires.
2: I know, right? Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. That's the dream But both of these OC was awesome and so was the Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah. Ugt. Ugt. All right guys. Well we will catch you guys on the
1: Patreon on Sunday if you partake in that. And if not, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters:
2: Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Roadie.
1: When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing "God Save the Queen." The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat. Come to Minnesota.
2: Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some
1: people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw.
2: I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj Bloodson. The fun bus is here, and I'm driving on the turn
1: Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name the only thing i abstain from is your bullshit sarah watkins filstein
2: playtime is over this mom means business laura zelinski whether it's breast
1: pumping or fist bumping this mama brings the party jill walsh i made it up the hill myself and i'll kick any jack off and finally diamonds aren't a girl's best
0: friend john friedman is